0: This is Adam's cave, so let's roll down the stone for Adam's to roll into the cave. And now, before you just come in, allow me to do a quick checklist. Let's check on your shields. Down, check. Your buckler down, check. And of course, your armor has to be down. Why? Because we are welcoming you to a very candid, concise, and clear conversation. I'm your host, Kisintaki Protich, and it is my absolute delight to have every Adam and Eve in the cave. So our lines of engagement remain 20933 or 0717-400-555. or we could just go to our comment section of Hop FM or Hop TV pages and drop a comment. I recall when we were growing up in the faith, and one of our passionate prayer was, "Give me a double portion. Give me a double portion." And then indeed that was a cry of a young prophet to an older, dying, or departing prophet. Indeed, the young prophet does amazing things far beyond his imagination. So we ask today: is it the mantle or the mentor? Is it the mantle or the mentor? It's my absolute honor, therefore, and privilege to bring a man, a friend of mine, for a long time, a man I've worked closely with, I've observed, is a husband to a worshiper, and a teacher and a senior pastor of Sitamgong, Gong, Reverend Ken Kimiwe. Welcome on the show,
1: sir. Thank you. It's good to have you. It's my joy and pleasure to be
0: here. <laughs> um, many people know you, oh, sure. and of course your name, Deputy Bishop, mm-hmm. and everyone knows you. Mm-hmm. But just in case someone doesn't know you, sir.
1: Yeah, I'm Reverend Ken Kimiwe, um, a servant of the Lord, a humble servant of the Lord. Let me humble say that. Um, serving now currently as the senior pastor at Sitam Gong. Uh, Lovely place to be, lovely fellowship of people there. And uh, I'm also a husband uh, to Joy, as you mentioned, who is a worshiper. Uh, The Lord has blessed us with two lovely children. They are now grown-ups, Wendy and John Mark. And they are now working their way through into their careers. We we finished with school, we finished with university, now we are talking about what you, you don't look like yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to being called, uh, uh, you know, a granddad very soon uh, as we move into those realms. You yes. see, life is a, is a process, you know, yes. and every season that comes, God brings different things uh, that grow you and that mature you into a different experience altogether.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Bishop. Yes. I know your age doesn't or rather your doesn't show anything <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> well, by the grace of God. Yes. yes. So you've been,
0: really been up to great
1: things. Sure.
0: Um, just talking about this idea that you
1: um, talk about mentorship. Uh-huh. What, what is that to you? Yeah, mentorship to me is a very vital and a very key component in one's life, particularly for those of us who are men, since we are talking about yes. the men. Uh, It also applies to the women, but since our audience is also targeting more specifically the men, uh, I would say that there are many men who are living long-ranging lives. In other words, they are just shooting into life. They are growing into different experiences without somebody working with them through those experiences. And so for me, I see mentorship as a process whereby or a relationship where a more experienced person helps a less experienced person. A more knowledgeable person is helping a less knowledgeable person to path their way into life. Mm-hmm. And that is what I would say in a simple way is mentorship, is growing one person to their full potential and you as the mentor being their role model. You know, Bishop, I'm
0: looking at you and I'm thinking about many things. I've yes. known you as
1: Deputy Bishop. Okay. I've known you as a Minister for Visitation. Uh-huh but I also know you're a teacher of automotive engineering. Yes, well, (laughs) that was my background. That was my background before Mm. I came into ministry. um, I I went to technical school. After technical school, I went to Kenya Technical Teachers College, where I was trained both in the skill of automotive engineering, but also to teach automotive engineering. Uh, After graduation, I taught for about eight years at the Kapete Technical Training Institute. And uh, so that is my background, really. I'm passionate about teaching people. I'm passionate about uh, developing, growing potential uh, that people have. And that is the same thing I find myself doing even in ministry. Uh, God has given me that passion just to grow people and to help them find their direction in life and uh, to be of an assistance in one way or the other, uh, to guide and to help, particularly up and growing, emerging leaders so that they can find their place in life. Wow. Yeah. Bishop, how do you trans- transition from being an automotive engineer <laughs> <laughs> to, to a minister of
0: the gospel?
1: Well, it seemed to be. That's what happened with Elisha. <laughs> I think he was a farmer or something like that. Yes. And the Bible says how he had to put away his oxen and uh, whatever that he was doing then, and he followed Elijah. Uh, I think that's the same thing that I find myself having gone through, that in as much as I was doing what I was doing, apparently when I was a teacher, I was also uh, the CU patron. Okay. So I served a lot with KACF, uh with FOCAS, and other uh, student organizations. I was involved with the young people as their patron. And I want to say, uh, you know, with a lot of humility, some of them now are bishops, others are people who are renowned in their churches. And uh, it's because, again, of that interface that we had with them and so when i felt the call of the lord i had to resign from my teaching position and uh, got involved into into being trained and being prepared and equipped for ministry wow. and apparently that happened right here in Sitem, uh where after getting that call i was able to work with men like um, um the the late tokumbo Adiemo, who is one of my mentors okay I was also able to walk with people like the uh, former senior pastor here at Valley Road. Then it was known as Nairobi Pentecostal Church, uh, the Reverend Dennis White, or Mighty Man of God. And I gleaned a lot of some of the things that I do in ministry through my interface with such people. And uh, even as I talk about ministry now, many of the things that I practice, I was able to get them from such men who infused them. And who helped me to learn from them? Interesting. Yeah.
0: Now, listening to you, Bishop, you're saying, so you get the call of God. Yes. And to resign to be trained. Right. I think normally people resign to go straight into work. Not quite. <laughs>
1: you see, teaching and uh, being an automotive engineer is totally different yes. from uh, pastoring and engaging with people. And uh, there is that aspect of also how church runs in terms of the management, the administrative part of it. And then there is the in-depth of the word of God, what we call theology, because in as much as you may have a call of God over your life, uh, just like every other calling in life, we need to sharpen ourselves. We need to add more skill and knowledge that can help us to be more effective as we do what we are doing in, uh, in life. And so for me, I had to go to Bible College to get that skill, that exposure that would help me be a better minister. And I think that's what I've been doing for the last while. That's interesting. Yes. Do you have a mentor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I mentioned, we, we had uh, uh, men like uh, the late Tokumbo Adyemo. Apparently, when I was growing up in uh, Sitam, those days, uh, as, a, as a young man, we had what we used to call the Varsity Careers College Fellowship, which is more or less like the young professionals that we have now. And uh, we had our patron, who was uh, the late Tokumbo Adiemo. He was such a forthright man. He was uh, a very um, committed to the things of God. Apparently, he was an academician. He was uh, uh, a professor. He was he, he a was doctor, uh, you know, of theology. Uh, but also, he served as an elder in the church. And he gave himself, single, you know, self to just be with us. And uh, uh, those days we were going for Kesha's. In fact, we are the people who started Kesha in Sittam uh, those days back. And uh, we uh, were involved in all kinds of ministry around, whether it was evangelism, uh, whether it was uh, you know just reaching out to people in different ways. Uh, those are things that I gleaned from him. And one of the things that I gleaned from him that has carried on into my life is just the way of articulating the word of God with such depth and with such passion. That's one thing that I must have caught from him. The other person definitely whom uh, I must say has infused into my life and was able to mentor me and be a role model in my life is um, uh, Dennis White himself. The Reverend Dennis White, uh, very forthright, very... Uh, focused in terms of how he, he, he did the word of God and uh, a man also who was able to interact with the people from all levels of life. That's another thing, again, that I gleaned in my life, that I don't just operate up here. I can operate here. I can also operate down there in terms of how I can engage with different facets and different status of people. Wow. Yeah. No,
0: just, just, Reverend, in case somebody's joining us, and I know you're yes. deep in the conversation already, okay. what is really mentorship?
1: <laughs> Maybe you should. Go. Mentorship, as I said right from the word go, yes. is a relationship, really. Okay. It is not something abstract. It is not something that just happens nowhere. No, no, no. Uh, Mentorship is a deliberate, if I may want to say, uh, you know, relationship where two people are working with one another and they're helping each other. The more knowledgeable, helping the less knowledgeable. The more experienced, helping the less experienced person. And you see, at the end of the day, the mentor is helping the mentee to grow and develop themselves to their full potential. And so, when two people are in that kind of a relationship, they are learning from one another, they are drawing from each other, and they are able to get to the place where there is even transformation happening in the life of the mentee.
0: You know, Reverend, I talk about mentorship. Yes. I think in military a lot, you f- you almost find yes. soldiers either walking pairs uh-huh. or you know together okay. a band. Right. But in life, I think men seems to have iris uh-huh. in being a lone
1: ranger. Yeah. Is that? That's a very dangerous place to be, in fact. Yeah. <clears throat> in fact, many of the men, as I, I pass the men and as I engage, engage with men, <clears throat> one of the things that I keep on telling them, please don't be a lone ranger. Even as you talk about the Adam's cave, yes. <laughs> don't live in that cave and just shut yourself in your no. cave. Go out there, interact with other men. And you'd be very surprised that as you interact with other men, like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron, one man's countenance sharpens another man's countenance. Uh, And there are people out there who can be role models in your life, who can sharpen you, whether in your spiritual life or in your vocation or in other aspects of life. And so as you engage with other men, you are able to grow. And then also if you look at the book of Ecclesiastes, Chapter number 4, if you read from verse 9 down to to 12, uh, particularly verse 9 says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Mm -hmm. So if you as a man want to grow yourself and be more productive, you need to engage with other men. You need to uh, be involved with other people who then can either complement your gifts and your abilities or you can also uh, be able to get the support system that you need in order to be productive and effective in whatever area of your life.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Reverend, then who should start that relationship? Should it be the mentee or the
0: mentor? In your case, uh-huh. did you go to uh, <laughs> Reverend White okay. or Reverend White
1: came to you? Yeah. It stay- I think it's both ways. Yes. Uh, both ways. In fact, as we come to the conclusion of our discussion, I will be asking the question, who are you mentoring? And who is mentoring you? You see, the whole aspect of mentorship is two-way. In as much as you want to mentor people, you yourself should be mentored. Uh, You cannot give what you have not been given. And so you only become what has been passed on to you. And for me, I see it both ways. Where those of us who are older, those of us who are more experienced and knowledgeable, look out for young tacks and look out for emerging, growing uh, young leaders that we can infuse ourselves into, that we can walk with, or we can be able to job shadow with. And by doing so, you'll be able to give a young man an opportunity to grow beyond their potential, beyond their capacity, beyond their abilities that they had at that particular time. And then on the other hand, for those of us who are young people, Don't just sit back there and expect that the older people will come to you. Go look out and search and connect yourself to certain people that you can glean certain values from, people who can add value into your life because of certain things that you have identified with them that you would want to see in your life. So I would say it is both ways. The mentee can look for the mentor, and the mentor can also look out for the mentee
0: Help me or help someone, uh, Reverend. Yeah. So the mentorship, is it the same thing as being a coach Mm. or there are other characteristics of mentorship Uh that have a different kind of shape?
1: Yes, definitely. As you have indicated, uh, coaching, uh, teaching, training, uh, all these are different facets of mentorship. Uh, Like, for example, if I bring a young man and I'm training them, and I'm helping them, as my apprentice, that is already a mentorship relationship. If I'm a coach, and I have a certain skill, and I bring somebody else near to me, and I'm telling them what to do, I'm also doing mentorship. If I have a, a singing ability, and I also bring somebody else, and train them on how to sing, that is still mentorship or I'm teaching them a certain aspect of life. Uh, All those are different facets and different opportunities for mentorship. Probably also as I add on to that, I would want to say that mentorship can also be formal and informal. There are times it is a deliberate and a one-on-one interface. Sometimes it is a little bit abstract where there are certain people that we watch on television or on social media Uh, that mentor us indirectly, and that when we can call it informal. Or where, for example, you identify a certain person in the community or in the society, you love what they do and how they do it, and uh, from a distance you are gleaning certain uh, aspects about their lives. That is also an informal way. There is also group mentoring where people can be in a group and they are given to us a certain goal. Like, for example, those of us who are in married couples care groups, and we come together and we talk about issues of marriage that affect us across the board. You know, we learn from one another, and so we are coaching, we are mentoring each other. There could also be peer, you know, mentoring, where people who are of the same age going into a life experience or venturing into employment together or uh, just having certain commonalities Uh, a good example is jonathan and david you know they were peer mentoring each other and so there are different ways in which mentorship takes place there is the direct and there is also the indirect there is the formal and the informal type of mentorship that goes on in our lives
0: so bishop i'm hearing you then say yes that for certain cases, then you must be very intentional uh-huh. about this oh, yes. kind of mentorship. Oh, yes. Because oh, yes. I seem to know yes. that men are very comfortable uh-huh. watching Manu or Arsenal <laughs> with their coach. Yes. But in your own personal life, you don't have a You don't
1: have anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Okay. Uh, sometimes also, as men, uh, if now we are talking to the men, yes. since we are in the cave, uh, we are very superficial with our relationships. We don't want to go deep. You see, that's one of the things that differentiates the relationships between ladies and us men. Uh, the ladies can be very emotionally attached. They can go into deep areas. They open up to each other. They talk about their falses and their, their, their truths, you know, or rather their gains and their, you know, dis-gains. But for us men, I think because of our orientation, because of our ego, Uh, Sometimes we want to keep things to ourselves, and therefore we don't find it easy to be vulnerable to another man who can then talk into our lives or who can guide us or direct us. And then again also there is that aspect of a man to want to be independent, Uh, again to just do things because they feel they have the ability and they are mature enough to do what they want to do. But that is a very false place to be. Because if you want to be successful, if you want to be productive, if you want to be victorious in your own Christian life or whichever other thing that you're doing in life, please interface with other men like yourself. Talk the manly talk. Be vulnerable to each other. Like as I said earlier, you know where iron sharpens iron and another man's countenance sharpens another man's countenance. And so we are saying that in a mentoring relationship, we must be, first of all, intentional. Uh, we must be ready also to look at this person who is our mentor as a friend that we can grow closer to and we can confide in. Uh, we, we, we can talk in a very vulnerable way about what are our weaknesses because, you see, again, this relationship between a mentor and a mentee has to be so very open uh, such that one can speak into the other person's life. And so you need to have somebody that you can trust. And so what are we saying? That the mentorship is, is a relationship. Is somebody that you're working with, somebody that you're growing with in your life. Again, also another aspect that we can also say about mentorship is that uh, apart from the intentionality, is the accessibility in the sense that the two of you need to be accessible to one another. Create time, when you can sit together have coffee together or take a walk together or find an activity where the two of you can participate in fact if you can find an opportunity like that where i'm gaining a skill from you or i'm gleaning a certain virtue out of your life it is best when we are doing it together mentee and mentor, mentor. yeah can 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 the i don't say, can the charge okay but I'm just trying
0: to think of how can that relationship be formalized mm-hmm. Because I think I know some schools mm-hmm. where a form one gets yeah. to university. I mean, gets to school, right and they're given a mentor.
1: Uh-huh.
0: immediately say you are assigned a mentor, this is a person who will work you mm-hmm. and it's intentional. Right. as you said. Mm-hmm. Now I even think Reverend Kwame uh, mentioned as alluded far, to that yes.: Yes, that there was actually a, a, a where men could be helpful. Mm-hmm. saying, "Come here, there'll be somebody to work with you.": Yes but I'm wondering how that can be formalized. Mm-hmm. Is it something we need to create or is it something somebody has to be proactive uh-huh. and look for it? Uh-huh. Or what should happen in vision?
1: And that's where the intentionality comes in. Mm. You must purpose as an individual okay. that I want to grow myself in this area. So look out for somebody who has that skill, who has that exposure in life, who has that experience. Align yourself to that person. Mm-hmm. And that way then, Uh, a mentorship relationship can be established. For those of us who have uh, a church set up, like for me now as a senior pastor, I'm working closely with the men's ministry and also I serve uh, with the young people. Like the other day, I was launching the youth church at uh, Sitamgong and I was telling the young people there, don't walk alone. Engage yourself with these older men in the men's ministry. And I was also challenging the men. I was telling them, hey, look out for these young boys and find opportunities where you can interface with them, have activities where you can engage with one another, have forums where you can talk to each other, learn from one another, go out, do certain things together. And I believe that is one of the ways uh, this kind of uh, relationship happens. Another way probably we can look at mentorship is right there in the home. Uh, Again, a scripture that comes to mind is in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 that says that we fathers should not exasperate our children. You know, children are told to obey and respect their parents. Uh, And, and, you know, the father is singled out. (laughs) That you as the father, you as the role model, you as the head of the home, you as the one who is supposed to be shepherding your family, should not exasperate. What is exasperation? It sounds a very huge word. (laughs) It simply means irritating, uh, you know, annoying your children and causing them to be far removed from you. But as a parent, you want to be available, you want to be accessible in the way of uh, the children learning certain things, or even as you do your planning, plan with them, or as you go to certain places, go with them as they learning also from school, you are also there with them. When you do that as a parent, now I'm talking about a father even helping his son or his daughter. Uh, children learn a lot from us. And as they say, some of these things are not taught. They are caught. Uh, yeah, they are caught. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I guess in time is my own life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, one of the people I really admired and I still honor highly in my life, uh, was my late father. Uh, If you see me, I'm a copyright of him (laughs) in many aspects. Mentorship. Yeah, you know, he's one person who taught me discipline, uh, being orderly, uh, dressing properly. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) And uh, relating with people, Mm. and also being able to just uh, relate with people across the board. One of the things about him, he, he, he was not tribal. He, he related with people across the board. And that is something that I've gleaned into my life. And I have no problems uh, relating with people from different walks of life. Uh, I, I remember as we walked with him or rather as we traveled with him from one place to the other as a civil servant, uh, in some of the places he would even learn the language of the place and speak with the people of that place, their language, which was very mm-hmm unique, yeah. And, and so what I would say, whether he was aware or not, you see, again, the other thing about mentorship is that whether we know it or not, somebody is watching us. Eh? We are an influence. And the question here is, are you influencing those people that are watching you, that are related to you positively or negatively? So I would want to say I gleaned quite a number of positive things in my life from my dad. It's interesting to hear you you say that, Bishop. I know you're
0: almost a grandfather in waiting. Oh, yes. (laughs) But the impact of your father Uh mentoring you, that's so that is very, very powerful. Yes, yes. I'm sure now you can almost pass it on. And I cannot tell oh, you. Yeah. I
1: know you're dressing. You definitely. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I know where it came from. No, he taught us cleanliness. He taught us to be orderly. Yes. Uh, I know part of my characteristic mm-hmm. is almost being a perfectionist, but it's not so much of a perfectionist. I just like things being in the right place where they're supposed to be. And if there is one person I saw that from, is my dad. Wow. And there are other aspects also in terms of how he related with my mother. He respected my mother. He, I I can't remember any time that they had those outbursts. And that is something that I've carried on into my own marriage, Uh, that if there are things my wife and I need to talk, we do it. (laughs) Time out. (laughs) Not in front of everybody. Um, Mm. Again, also just loving every one of us and giving us opportunity to go through school without having any favourites and uh, those who Probably he looked down on. And uh, that is something, again, that I've gleaned into my life. I, I, I love my children equally. Uh, I'm committed to my family responsibilities. And that is something I gleaned from him.
0: Wow, powerful. Yeah. I like that you painted the whole aspect of yes. mentorship.
1: Right. Are there pitfalls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think when we talk about pitfalls, uh, one thing that comes out very clearly, as we talked about the relationship between mentor and mentee, yes. is... A misfit you know where you are trying to glean something from somebody who does not have it that's what we call a misfit okay. or rather if you want to be good in football you don't look for a person who is involved with volleyball yes. Yes. <laughs> you need to look for a coach who will help you uh, to learn how to be a good footballer not a volleyballer uh, so That's the same thing that happens with mentorship. When we are looking out for somebody who can mentor us, or when we are trying to find somebody we can mentor, we are looking at uh, a skill, an experience, uh, a certain aspect of our life that can be able to align with that other person. And that way, then, as we engage, we are able to engage in a more positive way, in a more objective way, because. Uh, I'm asking you questions that touch on areas that are very key to my life. And the values that I'm trying to draw from you are the same values that I have or I want to glean from you into my own life. So there is the misfit. Sometimes if you are not very careful, you can get the wrong people or you're trying to mentor the wrong person. So that is one uh, pitfall that I would say. Secondly, Secondly sorry, yeah, sorry. sorry yeah, yeah, friend, yeah. Before you, I leave you yeah. on that one, sure. what does it mean to say, mentor the wrong person? Uh, like, for example, like, as I said, you know, you are trying to grow yourself in your prayer life, for example. Okay. Uh, then you need to look for somebody who is prayerful, uh, somebody who can uh, grow you in that aspect of prayer. So you don't just look for any other Christian because some people are not as prayerful. They are not as disciplined in their prayer life. So if you were to get into a relationship with this person who does not have that virtue or that kind of uh, uh, a Christian experience, okay. then that becomes a misfit. Or where you find, which is my second point, you go into this relationship with unrealistic expectations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because again, the word of God tells us A mango tree can only give mangoes. Um, An orange tree also gives oranges. You don't go to the mango expecting to receive oranges. So again, when it comes to these mentorship relationships, we want to avoid a scenario where we come in there with unrealistic expectations. You know, I'm trying to glean from Kissinger what he doesn't have. Yeah. Like I said earlier on, if you're not a prayerful person, I don't expect you to help me to be prayerful. Yes. If I'm not skilled in a certain area of life, I don't expect you to help me to be skilled in that life. And so mentorship is a relationship where two people are able to be meshed, are able to be um, you know, synchronized in terms of the things that uh, they are passionate about things that they would want to see grow or develop within themselves. Again, thirdly, another thing that I would want to say there is the aspect of confidentiality. You know, when you get into a mentorship relationship, one of the things that has collapsed many relationships, uh, has uh, betrayed many relationships, is the lack of confidentiality. You see, if you and me are in a mentorship relationship, we become vulnerable. You talk to me Secret things about you, you know, things that are very personal. And I would expect you, Kissinger, if you have heard those things from me, you don't go telling everybody else, you know, that guy, Pastor Ken, you know, (laughs) he's like this. He's like, no, 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 you don't do that. Mm -hmm. In fact, for me, what I usually say, mentorship relationships is where I become my brother's keeper. And we are telling men out there, you know, find somebody who can be your keeper, somebody who can confide in, somebody that you can be vulnerable. Because again, as men, we are carrying so many issues in life, you know, family responsibilities. Like during this time of COVID, many men collapsed. Many men were thrown out of their homes because of lack of performance. And probably because of also, uh, you know, you are there and... As a man needing to provide for your family, you are not able to do that. And you're struggling. Or you have other emotional things that you're wrestling with as, as a man that you do not know whom to talk to. And what we are saying here is that if you find somebody that can mentor you, somebody that can walk with you, then if you talk those very deep things and very personal things, one of the things that you want to maintain and that relationship is confidentiality. Don't go opening it up to everybody else. I think, fourthly, the other pitfall, I would say about uh, this whole issue of mentorship relationship is the aspect of, um, you know, when two people, again, are engaging with one another, uh, there is the likelihood that now, I cease to look at you as a man, I almost be, make you look like a god. Mm. And so you don't idolize your mentor. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, yes. In other words, he's human. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they they, they can fail. They can uh, make mistakes. And so, again, when you are in a mentoring relationship, don't idolize your mentor. All right? Um, Look at them as people that you can respect, people that you can, you know, uh, look up up to as uh, role models but also people who have their own human weaknesses. Uh, There are many people who have really been uh, crushed simply because the person they were looking up to, you know, fell or or was not able to perform to their expectation. And so, particularly for those of us who are in the Christian faith, sometimes we idolize these men and women of God, and uh, it is not good to do that. Yeah, because they are also having their own struggles. They are also having their own lives to live before God. And so what we are saying, uh, again, a pitfall that we should avoid is to idolize. You are not dealing with a perfect human being. Uh, And I pray that as you engage in that kind of a relationship, uh, that you do it in a realistic and in a very objective way.
0: Okay. Yes. I can almost hear the armor bearer saying yes. <laughs> we are getting there. Oh getting sure. There. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bishop, is it possible for Adam mm-hmm.
1: to mentor Eve and vice versa? Yeah. It's very possible that people of the opposite sex, that's what we are saying, yes. can mentor each other. Because there are different aspects of mentorship that happens in life. Like like our teachers in primary school, some of them are ladies. Uh, As we come to other phases of uh, life skills, you find that there could be a lady that is training you into your career. Uh, And so we are saying that it is possible that people of the opposite sex can be able to mentor us in certain aspects of our lives. Uh, But again, I would want to give a rider or a disclaimer that the kind of mentorship that I would want to encourage and emphasize, especially if it is a long-term kind of relationship, if it is an intimate type of relationship, I would rather it be a man-to-man. Because again, remember, it is one man's countenance sharpening another man's countenance. Uh, Because again, there are certain levels of vulnerability which can only be disclosed when it is a man talking to another man and not a man talking to a woman. Otherwise, then if you open yourself, uh, there are certain boundaries that could easily uh, be broken. And so, again, uh, we are saying uh, generally and uh, in other facets of life, you could have a woman being your mentor or helping you to grow in certain aspects. Bishop,
0: I know time is is really running. Sure. But I still want to ask you. Right. This story we started with the mantle or the mentor. Uh Uh-huh. No, it seemed to be such a nice thing that you just see me go up Uh and through this mantle then you do double portion or double things that Mm -hmm, mm happened. Was it a relationship, Mm -hmm. a mentorship program that Elijah took Elisha through
1: Uh
0: or it was just a coincidence that he saw him
1: being taken up? No, not quite. Boom, double portion. I think although (laughs) the word mentorship is not found in scripture, you don't see anywhere written mentor, you know, mentee. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. But god in his divine uh, design in terms of growth and spiritual maturity has given us this mechanism called mentorship and uh, in the bible if you read all the way from the book of genesis into the book of revelation we see mentorship relationships you know, talk about Abraham, <laughs> and uh, you know his son Isaac. Isaac with Jacob, and you know the rest of it that goes on like that. Talk about men like uh, you know uh, the, the, the prophet Eli and uh, and Samuel. That is mentorship. You know, talk about Naomi and uh, and Ruth. That was uh, again for the uh, the the eaves that are listening. Uh, you know you. you 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 need to have that understanding that there are also still aspects of ladies mentoring others. Um, Then coming now to what we are referring to here, we find a very unique relationship between Elijah and Elisha. And it was a very deliberate relationship. It didn't just happen. Elijah looked out for Elisha and he brought him to himself. That's one of the things that you need to do as a mentor. You bring your mentee close to you. And then you do what? You walk with the mentee. And that's what we see with Elijah and Elisha. In fact, their relationship was so very closely knit that Elisha tells Elijah, you are not leaving me. (laughs) I'm telling you, we are going to go with you up to the time (laughs) you disappear. I want to be with you. And then he goes on, which is the other aspect of a mentee looking up to a mentor. He tells him, I'm not going to leave you uh, until you give me a double portion. You see, that is aspiration. That is looking beyond even what the mentor can give to you. And in my own life, I've seen sometimes you mentor people who are even better people than you yourself or who take a higher status in life than yourself. That's the other aspect about mentorship. Uh, The other thing that we see about Elijah and Elisha is that working together deliberately. And I normally say there are four things that uh, mentors and mentees can involve themselves in. Number one is the mentor doing while the mentee is looking. All right? Mentor doing and the mentee Looking. looking. Then the second stage is where the two of them, the mentor and the mentee, are doing together. Alright? Yes. Yeah, doing together. Then number three is where the mentor looks as the mentee is doing. Are you getting it now? Yes. Because something is being passed on. A virtue is being transferred. Yes. Alright? A value is being impacted. And then the fourth level, which is a very key level, and that is how we want to conclude this time together, is that the mentee now uh, does, uh, now they become a mentor, and they bring in another person who can learn from them. And that is how the cycle goes, that as you have been mentored, you do what? You mentor, you mentor other people. And so as we talk about Elijah and Elisha, we see that kind of relationship, where Elijah mentored Elisha, And Elisha mentored who? Gehazi. (laughs) (laughs) Although although, (laughs) we have a big problem here. (laughs) Uh, One was a successful mentorship. The other one was a complete failure. Because although Elijah mentored Elisha, and indeed Elisha received a double portion from Elijah, on this other hand, although Elisha was supposed to be mentoring Gehazi, all right? Because Gehazi was doing what Elisha was doing to Elijah. But we see there's a confusion here, yeah? Because uh, Gehazi seems not to be a success. So it could be possible that you can be well mentored and you don't mentor others well. Yeah, Yeah. and we see a total failure in the relationship between Elijah, sorry, Elisha, and Gehazi. Interesting, Reverend. Yeah. That story you've mentioned. You know, but let me ask, Reverend. Yes. Was it the fault of Elisha? Yeah. Or
0: Gehazi? What well, I'm saying that is I f- seem to feel him. Uh-huh. Because this Gehazi seems to be a Kenyan. Yes. I mean, people have come in. they brought in so much. Yes. And this guy is saying, no, no, just go back with all the money. Mm, mm, the loot. mm, mm. So Just thinking, let me just get a half of it. You see? But then the, Elisha then, can I say, curses him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: What if he had forgiven him?
1: Well... <laughs> I think that brings, me, that brings me now to three uh, characteristics or components when it comes to mentor and mentee relationship. Um, I would say, number one, that there must be tolerance. Okay. As a mentor, be tolerant with this mentee. Because sometimes they falter, they make mistakes, but don't put an X on them. Be tolerant because it's a matter of time and this guy is going to improve and is going to be a better person. So if you're not tolerant, you can abort that relationship. Mm. The other characteristic is patience. Sometimes it takes a while and with a lot of many mistakes along the way to get a mentee Mm. to the place where you want them to go. Mm. And so what are you saying? Be very patient with this person. They have come to you green. Raw material. Yes. You see, many people don't want to mentor because they don't know how to deal with the raw people. They want this uh, ready-made, uh, you, know, raw, you know, good-to-go kind of play product. Play. No, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, By the way, that's one of the things that, that I'm passionate about. I, I like to see a raw person becoming this experienced, robust, and uh, able person. And uh, again, this is something that we are saying uh, that apart from being tolerant with your mentee, be patient with them. Be patient with them. Give them time. They may fumble. They may not know how to preach today. Yes, but yes. give them the pulpit once in a while. And by the way, I do that a yes, lot. <laughs> yes. Wherever I go to, I, I give some of my trainee pastors the pulpit. And I listen to them. And sometimes I learn from them. Yes. Because the very interesting thing is that God can use anybody. It's not us who have the... Uh, you know, so, so solid uh, and, uh, uh, you know, visual. I'm telling you, God can use anybody. And when you give these people opportunity, you'll find that they are able to grow their skill, they are able to expand their knowledge, and they are also able to build their confidence in that area that you're skilling them in. And then the other third thing, apart from being tolerant and being patient, is be flexible. Okay. Don't be too rigid. It must happen like this and in this time. No, 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 no. If you do that, you can easily cut off somebody. And one person who made that mistake was Paul and John Mark. Yes. Apparently, my son is also called John, John Mark. Mark. <laughs> but Paul, I think he, he had no patience, he had no tolerance with the little guy, John Mark. And he said, I don't want this guy. Uh, you, you take him away. I don't have time for <laughs> babysitting <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and <wiping laughs> cleaning up fellow. Yes. He, They Let him go. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes that's what we do. We don't want to be patient. We don't want to be tolerant. We don't want to be flexible. And so what does uh, Barnabas do? He, he leaves. Uh, and it goes with John Mark. And by the way, I, as I remember telling you, Barnabas is the one who did what? Mentored Paul. Yes. He was very patient with him. Even when the other people were denying he's not a, uh, you know, an apostle, uh, and they were cutting him off because he was one who had tortured the church, and they were wondering whether he was coming in as a mole. It is Barnabas who believed in him and introduced him <laughs> to the other apostles. So there's something about Barnabas that we don't hear so much in the Bible, but Barnabas is a son of encouragement. And so what does he do? Paul lets go of John Mark, Mark, but Barnabas picks him. And Barnabas walks with uh, John Mark, although we are never given that background in the Bible for obvious reasons. But later on, when Paul is in dire need, whom does he call out for? Bring me John Mark, that guy. (laughs) So what am I saying? Three things that we must do even as we engage in this whole journey of mentorship is we need to be tolerant, we need to be patient, and we need to be flexible. And that way then we will enable our mentee to grow and to develop and to come to the place where they can be useful in life. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow, thank you so much, Bishop. Yes. You did not tell us to come with a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing conversation yes. with three boys. That is, is the teacher it? who I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the teacher in me now. That's
0: true. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Thank, thank you. you so, so much for finding yeah, time. Sure. We've been yeah. talking to Reverend Ken Kimiwe, the senior pastor of Sitamgong, and he has laid it so clearly. And if you missed it, please go to your YouTube uh, uh, pages and get, 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 get these uh, nuggets that you shared. And feel free to tweet them at uh, hashtag AdamsCave and we will be happy to engage. Or so go to also our line 20933 or 717 and send us a comment and we'll be very, very happy to share. So it's now time to leave the cave and we just want to wish you a beautiful time and God blessings. This is the only station in the world where you can look and live mm-hmm. and where you can listen and live. I've been your host, Kesina Kiprotic, wishing you and looking forward to seeing you again next week.